Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What's up, Seminole Headlines podcasters? Thanks so much for listening to the program. As always, the podcast brought to you in part by our friends at the Morgan Law Group. Today, no different. Appreciate them enabling us to do this for you. What else they'll do for you is uh, work hard throughout the state to ensure uh, that the insurance companies are doing the right thing and they're not acting in bad faith. Uh, they will they'll get after the insurer if they are. They'll inspect and assess the loss on your behalf. By the way, they are throughout the state just because an insurance company tells you no or there's a certain amount that they're willing to give out doesn't mean that's the end of the story. Find out more. Go to policyadvocate.com. That'd be policyadvocate.com. Or call 888-904-2524. Onward we go with Seminole Headlines. It's time for Seminole Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, featuring ESPN Tallahassee's Jeff Cameron, Warchant.com's managing editor, Ira Chauffel, and senior writer, Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. Hour number two, Seminole Headlines, and Radio begins right now. Our friends at Birch Orthodontics sponsor the hour, as always, and we're grateful for that. Love Dr. Birch. Dr. Birch is going to be mad at me. Uh, I'm just going to admit it on the airwaves. Ira, I don't know if you ever had this problem with your girls there, but Rice has not been putting those rubber bands on. Uh-oh. He just he won't do it. He says they suck. He throws them away. I ask him every night, you put your rubber bands on? Nope, not doing it. Not doing it. And I'm not willing to have this fight. I think well, his teeth look fine. I mean, the braces look good. Keep them on all, all your life, Bryce. <laughs> yeah, you need to get him in for a consultation. You need to get him in for some tough love from Dr. Birch. Get scared we actually, straight. We yeah. actually are going in, uh, I think, tomorrow because uh, my youngest, the retainer, um, it's like a checkup to make sure using the retainer, even though your, your, uh, your professional That's advice it. is to, to toss yeah, the retainer aside. Conspiracy. But uh, yes, yeah, so we've got to check up tomorrow. But yeah, man. Ira's a sheep. He, Old big retainer tells Ira what to do, hey. and they just he just put oh, put them in your mouth. You've got three great smiles, courtesy of Doctor Birch, and uh, I, I just want that for I want that for Bryce. I just want Bryce to have I that kind that of too. smile. So well, that's why I brought him there, and they've done a great job. This is not on Birch Orthodontics. This is on Bryce. He's right. making an individual decision that may cost him his future. I don't know what to tell what you. I mean, <laughs> he's going to have to do better than the crooked teeth that he's destined for if he's not going to follow policy. But if you want to, yeah, if you want a great smile, birchorthodox.com. But listen, don't come down there if you're not going to follow the instructions. Like an orthodontist <laughs> is only as good as, as right. her patients. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, if you're going to go get the consultation, get the free consultation, go get the great payment plan, go go get the quality work. But you got to bring something to the table. Your kid needs to be committed 
before you sign on that dotted line. So that's my advice uh, for you out there. Yeah, and I, here's the thing. Bryce has been a dutiful soldier. He's done everything right up until this point. He just finds the bands a little frustrating. He feels like they break and shift around. I told him, listen, a little bit of uh, adversity during the process of correcting your crooked-ass teeth was to be expected all along. <laughs> this is Absolutely. Not, you know, it's not like you're going for a swim. I mean, we're, we're changing the course of your teeth here. This right. is going to have to, you know, you got to buck up, soldier. And hey, so, if, it, if having great teeth was easy, everybody would have them, right? <laughs> right, Sam? Well said. There's the motto. <laughs> oh, man. All right. We got, so do we want to start with uh, Facebook or Twitter? It's always Facebook, man. That's, that's all we got to be. That's the lifeblood of the show. Twitter's new blood. We don't, they, don't, they, they get in the second half of the hour. Butch writes, hello, boys. Seeing the announcement last week of the football facility designs has me fired up about the future, but I wonder if it would have been in FSU's best interest to delay this reveal to further uh, further into the year, given the economic <laughs> challenges the administration is facing and the furloughs that are ongoing. Curious to get your thoughts on this. Keep up the great work. So how, how did it pop out of your ear? So you, obviously you guys don't know, as he was reading that question, the AirPod in his right ear fell out, and you caught and your, it. Quickly. And your voice just cracked while you well, said I've that. Well, it never says like Peter Brady or Bobby Brady. Yeah. But how did it yeah. fall out of your ear? I'll tell you how. I shaved my face and my head this morning, and afterwards, mm. I grabbed some of that oil that you guys know I like. That oh, oil. coconut oil. I, I oh, lathered yeah. it all over, mm. and I got a little bit on the lobe, a little bit on the lobe, <laughs> and so it anyhow, it just went. Woo! There it goes. It's out. Nice. The, it's out the gate. So, what was the what was the question? Uh, I I remember the question. I'll answer okay. it. Um, you know, he was asking the timing of the announcement for the football facility. Maybe yeah. wait till you get through some of these uh, adversity, the some of the financial challenges that the uh, program's facing right now. And, well, I, I, I specific, I, and I know I want you to answer yeah. this, but he 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 talked about the furloughs. I, I know why he did. There are people over there who are currently on, for, who are being furloughed, who have been furloughed, have been off for two weeks, and they're not happy about it. <laughs> so I yeah, it's that, yeah, yeah. So it's a that, there. It's a very strange time. I thought about writing a column about it, but I haven't really figured out the best way to do it. But it's a, it's a strange time where you've got all these cutbacks. You got people who uh, salaries were cut earlier this year across the athletic department, uh, coaches and deaf staff members. Uh, and then they've got furloughs that they all have to take a couple weeks of furloughs. So, and then at the same time, you're announcing that you're going to be spending maybe $60, 70000000 million on a, <laughs> yes, on, a on a new football yeah. facility. It's hard to reconcile the two things, but I, they had to, they had to move forward with the football facility because they want to start, you know, the, the fundraising they've done so far has been with the big donors that they knew that they could meet in private with and sell them on the concept but not actually have to show them all the renderings and all that stuff. Once you start giving boosters the renderings and the, the materials to take back and really look at, then it's going to get out. It's going to get to the public. So they wanted to control the message and they wanted to be the ones to announce it as opposed to it leaking out from donors who got the, the materials. So they felt like they had to do it. Uh, I think what he's saying is, yeah, accurate. In a perfect world, the timing is not great, but it's just the reality. I mean, it's just what they're going to have to deal with. And it's, the, the bottom line, though, is people who work in the athletics department are not happy for a lot of reasons, but one of the big ones is is the furloughs and the financial constraints. But that's that's they're not alone. I mean, that's that's taking place in businesses around the country and around the world. So it's not unique to Florida State Athletics. I mean, I, I understand the frustration. If it happens to you, that's all that matters. But it's, you know, it's not unique. 
I think it's probably in every athletic department in the country. Corey has nothing to add to that. Mm, no. Walter writes, looking forward to the huge seminal headlines after dark event on September 3rd or 4th at Horizons. The SHAD acronym with a sausage on the T-shirt pocket would be epic. We also need the slogan, who do you think you are? I am. Well, that's a sound clip on my show. On the back, let's get going with the merch, boys. All right, okay. so we got to sell some merch, Corey. I've been waiting on you to get off your ass with this merch stuff. Well, we, got, so. we got four months, right, to really get it going. But we also I'm, probably need to set up a website where we can, people can get this one that's not just – um, you know, for our for our appreciation parties. I mean, I think this is stuff that would fly off the shelves any time of year. We need to have a merch uh, committee. You guys, uh, who wants to head up the merch committee? I, I, it certainly won't be either one of you two. <laughs> so I know that I, going I, in my head. I, I, can, I can maybe move forward with the merch committee if we're going to be serious about it. And then maybe we'll ask the listeners while we're talking about it openly here that, guys, let's say I do take the reins on the merch committee here and Corey organizes the party and Ira, I don't know what you do, but <laughs> we, we, we go from here and then I'm going to need like a list of four shirts that you guys want and you bitches better buy them. If we're yeah. putting in the work, these things <laughs> better fly off the shelves. Buy be great Christmas things. gifts. Yeah, let's go. I mean, I'll do it if you're going to get off your asses and buy it. So we're going to need some feedback on this. Right. Why don't you send that feedback at, over to at Ira Chaffel. He's got that's what he'll do. He'll <laughs> yeah, he'll do it. I'm, I'm, t- you know I'm taking over the merch committee. I just I just hijacked the merch committee, Jeff. I'm taking I it from you. I, I'll do it with you. I'll do All it right. with you. We can do it together. Yeah, come up with some together. Can we develop yeah. our own headphones? We've been waiting like, on we, Corey. We don't just have like to be beats. Sure. We, we can like do beats. everything. Yeah. Some of the headlines could take over the world, and this might just be our only job. Don't tell our other employers this. Yeah, we could. But like, we could just we just enterprise this thing as the three of us against the world. Let's keep it on the down low for now, though. Yeah, let's not let anybody else know about that. We might do multiple shows a week and just podcast this thing, and we'll tell Mm. all of our people. We'll tell the brick and mortar people to go to hell. We're just doing our own thing. That's how that's going to roll. I'm getting carried away. I'm going to get myself fired. Joseph writes more importantly us. Yeah. If Duffy chooses ASU, how big a loss would it be if we ended up with MJ Morris instead? Talking recruiting on this show. Uh you believe it? We're taking big steps here, boys. So uh yeah, I mean Corey doesn't know who those two individuals are. Go ahead, Ira. I've heard of Duffy. I've heard of Duffy, (laughs) I have. So yeah, Florida State's uh, you know, they already have the one commitment, uh uh Nico Marchio from uh, Mm -hmm. Arizona. Who's in that class? They're looking for a second one. Ryan Duffy is the one that, or excuse me, AJ Duffy is the one that a lot of people think is top on their list. Um, he may may end up Florida State, may end up with Arizona State, and then MJ Morris is a guy from Atlanta who really seems like he's ready to commit to Florida State if Florida State wants him to commit, but it doesn't sound like that that's the the path they're going on right now. Uh, so we're going to see how that plays out. I, you know, I don't, I don't. It's hard to say, man. It's hard. It's hard to evaluate any of those guys right now to say, I mean, we look at what Florida state's dealt with a quarterback for the last several years. The fact that you've got four star quarterbacks that want to be in your program. It's hard to say any of them is going to be a huge problem. Uh, you know, they, they all, you know, they look like nice talented players. I mean, I, I think Duffy's the one they want, but you know, we'll have to see how it plays out. So Duffy is at AM or uh, where is he? He's at IMG, right? He's he an Arizona there. kid. He's a California kid, I believe. Oh, okay. All right. At least they're at least they're branching out. They're not just going to stay in California. The whatever is that the Grand Canyon State should be right, Arizona. Yeah, I would tell you this that uh, 
I always look at uh, recruits of any kind with a jaundiced eye from the state of Arizona. I'm not buying it. You got to come here and prove it to me. Maybe you're going to be great. Not saying yeah. you couldn't be. But when I see, I don't care if it says five stars next to your name, it says you're kicking ass in Arizona. I go, hey, eh, you're a two and a half star in the state of Florida. Suspect. <laughs> you're suspect. Yep. Trip, Trip writes, howdy, fellas. What do you astute pontificators make of Andy Staples' decision to leave FSU? Oh, we already did this. It's just clickbait, Trip. Matt writes that our But it was dumb, Trip. It was really, it was dumb. Yeah. But yeah. either way, yeah, it was, it's correct. But it was obviously so. Matt writes, did our championship why would you obviously window... Make a, uh, why would you obviously make a list that's dumb? For the reasons that I'm... Well, that's, a, that's, that's cynical. That's too cynical. There's no way. Oh, yeah. And, and there's <clears> nothing <throat> about modern media to leave you cynical. Yeah, but then Matt writes... Judging Andy Staples. Maybe Andy Staples doesn't Man, play Andy, that game. Andy Staples, Andy Staples believes what he's writing. Maybe Andy Staples gets directives from The Athletic to produce yeah, a list that does exactly yeah, this. It's dumb. Matt... Matt writes, did our championship window for Knowles basketball effectively shut with the announcement of Balsa? Boy, you think well, highly of Balsa, don't you, Matt? Oh. Uh, he goes on to say, I don't even want Calhoun back. Who cares? He travels every possession. Alas, can we open up another championship window, though? Ham is pulling in the horses. I don't know if the championship window closed with Balsa leaving, and I do want Calhoun back. I think it may have closed when we got screwed by COVID. Yeah, uh, but I, I still don't even think that. I think this team, it, man, the transfer portal, you're in it every year, man. Right. Who knows what the two years from now what that team will be. You might get three guys from Kentucky and one from Duke. Um, it's just, it's the Wild West, man. You, you, I think Florida State has put itself in a position now where it's an appealing place to play for high right. school recruits and college transfers. And that's how you win college basketball games. So, no, I don't think it's, I don't think it's shut. Yeah, no, it's well, not at all. I really think I really I just want to say I think that the the challenge for them right now in this period of time is deciding who they want to take between high school four and yeah. five stars that are still trying to get in, transfers that want to get in. It's not a matter of oh no, what are we going to do to replace those guys? It's who are they going to pick to make it all fit together. Good point. Now we can break. Seminal Headlines, 979 ESPN Radio continues in a moment. Seminal Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminal Headlines returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio. Back to headliner questions. Marlon writes, okay, boys, Travis Hunter is a lock for the 2022 class, but how or what is needed to bring in more players of his caliber into this class when we're bound for at least, at best, a 7-5 and five season? Should we pause? Uh, he wants to offer up more uh, world famous Mickey D type bags of money. Um, no, I, I think I think that they're making efforts, obviously, to win with recruits at the highest level. You're seeing some of the hiring practices, Randy Shannon coming in, anything that can help open doors. But they're connecting with kids in the state of Florida right now in a way that I certainly would not have predicted. So I think they just have to keep doing what they're doing because one thing to remember is every time a guy. The caliber of Travis Hunter says yes to Florida State. He influences others that are like him to yeah. look at Florida State and possibly say yes as well. So keep doing what you're doing. It's just a matter of patience. It's hard to be patient when you've sucked at playing football uh, for the last four years, but you have no choice. This was always going to be a bit arduous in terms of the process, but you get kids like that to say yes. Other kids that are similar in talent will say yes as well. And they're, you know, and and the and and the way they were, it's not just the fact that those kids committed, but the fact that they've taken an active role in trying to get other kids to join yep. them. And that's 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 when you have a chance to have a really good class. And the same thing, you know, back when we talked about this a long time ago, but that the class that the 2012 class that helped win the 2013 national title, 
Jameis and Mario Edwards and Darby and all those kids, those kids and their parents kind of helped organize that class. They all wanted to go to the same school together and uh, it worked out. I mean, that's you, if you, if you can get that kind of synergy, it's a huge deal. We got a great, a great question from Tom here who writes supply and demand question. I've heard multiple people in the know say that FSU needs a full stadium the next couple of years to dig out of the hole and avoid financial ruin. Well, with the price of construction materials skyrocketing and season ticket demand low at the moment, doesn't it just make more sense to not spend money on the stadium and lower the gate price to entice more fans to sign up? Seems to me like the stadium improvement idea is akin to one of us being deep in debt and deciding to build a $200,000 house expansion to hopefully get Airbnb income. I'm not saying it won't work, but it sure seems like a very risky plan. Well there's, thought out question, Tom. Yeah, and there's definitely risk involved. There's no doubt. I mean, the, the projections for that thing paying off itself is is based on selling at higher prices. I mean, you're, people are going to be paying for premium seats that right now that they're not paying as much for. You know, again, I mean, I got an email the other day from somebody who their families had the you know those tickets in the West Stands, prime seats for 30 years, and they're not going to want to pay however many times that is for yeah. a you know chair back suites or club seats that's a real issue but the nice thing is they're at least doing all of they're doing a temperature check now like this process is going to be seeing the demand during these yeah. these sales calls to see whether or not they move forward they haven't gone forward with that plan that was this is we're going to see what the demand is and then decide from there even at that point there will be some risk but it'll be a lot less risk than just doing it, which really was what they did in the nineties and two thousands. You know, when they built out to an 82 or 83,000 seat stadium, the thought was, Oh man, people are just going to come forever. Well, now they know that's not the case. And they're hoping that a better experience with, you know, less seats, you know, will be, will be the right ticket. But yeah, there would definitely be a risk involved. But I think the, on the other side, there's risk to not doing anything because people it's, we all know that people don't want to sit in a stadium and not have Wi-Fi and not be able to, you know, sit in, in comfort and be squinched up and have no leg room. That's not a good solution either. And so, all I mean, I think there's risk either way. On the uh, scoreboard, you're getting gate, you're getting updates on scores that are already over, and the scoreboard saying, and then they're in the second quarter, like all that stuff, man. That's that's 1997 stuff. You got to you got to get up to date on some of that. And the Wi-Fi <laughs> is a big big part of that. It's been a big problem for Florida State specifically. I know other stadiums had those issues, but to the extent that Florida State has, really seems ludicrous. It's one of the things that I've really criticized them for. I mean, I go to other stadiums. You guys go to other stadiums. They seem to do a better job of those updates and, and the timeliness of those updates and some of the technological advances that seem commonplace and modern in most places aren't necessarily in place at Florida State. So, yeah, they've got to do something to expedite that process and get caught up but I, I just wonder about the whole of it all. I mean, I think college football is in a generally interesting place and a debatable place and doesn't seem to have a blanket answer from university to university because every situation is different. But, man, I've been saying they should downsize for a long time. Remember, all that expansion was going on at a time, again, where it made sense to do so. Florida State was the best program in college football. Uh, they won more games over that stretch than any other program in college football. People, it was, it was the greatest show on earth to go watch Florida State play football. And at that time, TVs still sucked. So yeah. you were really missing out if you weren't in the stadium. If you weren't at the game, you would, you know, be there or be square. Really hasn't been that way in a while. And even for the Hallmark teams like Alabama, you know, they saw attendance drop. 
if Alabama if Alabama attendance drops, you've got problems. College football's got problems. I mean, those people are losers. All they care about mm. is that. Yep, and true. all they do is win more games than everybody else by 100 points every week, and fewer of them are going? That's problematic. So I, I wonder – I don't know. I, I wonder about so the sport does, as a whole. You got to downsize, yes. Yeah, it does seem like that makes the most sense. But to his point, I mean, if you're if you're if the way you're going to do it is by charging a premium for all of these seats and you're reconfiguring and creating the clubs and all that, you know, does does Tallahassee support that? Does yeah. this fan base support that? We'll have to see. I mean, yeah, it, are you alienating? Are you alienating people? Because you don't want to alienate your fans either by making them move the seats they've had for thirty years. Well, that's going to happen, though, Corey. Yeah. That's the bet they're willing to, to yeah, make Yeah, I know. There. But that's the uh, risk. That's the calculus they have to figure out. The other thing here that we should all say, and that is really the number one factor on the list, is they better win football games. Mm. Because uh, if you aren't winning, I don't care what you build. It could be the Taj Mahal. Nobody is coming. It's hard to get here. You have to have a really good reason to get here and watch those games and sit in 98-degree heat if you're not in a luxury box. So it better be because they're beating people 52 to seven again. This is, I mean, you wouldn't that be something. Can you imagine I mean, the weight of the world? Look, nobody's going to cry a river for the guy. Mike Norvell will never have to work a day in his life. If he doesn't want to, if he's smart with his money, with the money he's made already. But the amount of pressure for all of this to work falls squarely on his shoulders. They got to win and they got to win relatively soon. Now they don't have to win a lot this year, but they better sure as well be on the path to winning. And it better be mm. evident to all that they're close to winning a lot of games and big games. A, the schedule, we've talked about this how many times. Jesus, next few years you're playing Alabama and Georgia and LSU and everybody, you better be good or you're going to get blown up again and people are going to fall further in disrepair and be upset about the program, the status of the program. I don't know, man. I, it can feel – I can't imagine what it's like to be an administrator over there right now and the people making these decisions. they got a lot of pressure on them, obviously, but it all begins with winning football games. they got it. They got to win. I would, I would acknowledge behind the scenes that we got to cheat our ass off. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I would say it ahead. I would say it publicly. Like you, you, then you get the players involved that you know are interested in maybe getting a bag, and then you can. That's how you recruit. You say publicly, guys. The NCAA doesn't have any teeth left. What are they going to do? There's yeah. some money for you here. I'm not going to say how much. I'm not going to tell you where. We build treasure maps every day. Yeah, so we have a little game. Well, I mean, that would be fun, right? And then the first yeah. kid to find it gets the $10,000. Imagine how fun it would be to be walking around FSU's campus and just randomly you see athletes looking under bushes, <laughs> running around, pushing each other over. Pushing cars teams. over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it's in here. I'm telling you, it's in the sweet shop. I'm sure of it. You know, how, how great would it be? That would be, be a wonderful campus to peruse for many reasons at that point. Seminole Headlines continues in a moment. Seminal Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminal Headlines returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio. Promise to get back to headliner questions this segment. Sorry we got carried away, but that was a weighty question from Tom. This segment brought to you by our friends at Horizon Bar and Grill, which I was at this weekend. Had a uh, nice date night with my wife, Christy. We were up there. We enjoyed it. We sat up at the bar. We had a couple of cold ones. I think baseball was on in the background. We ordered some food, not only for ourselves there, but also food to go for our kids when we came back after our date night. Good times, man. As always, it was delicious, and the atmosphere was outstanding. What'd you have? I always get that, that summer shrimp thing that I love mm, so much, right. so whatever that is. I love it. I got that. 
Uh, Clark got a burger, big old burger. He, you know, yeah. we brought that back home for him. He loved it. Uh, my wife got, I think, like the crab cake appetizer thingy, and she got that. And so now it was, it was great. We had a good time. Nice. And wash it down hey. with some craft crap beer. That, some uh, ultra. Get some ultra in here. Or you get something else. No, no, I, I had a man's beer. Mm. I mean, let's was, not. Come on now, let's not delicious. take shots. It was delicious. Yeah, I did. I uh, I had a high lie, as I've been known to do. Okay. All right. Nice. Yeah, we might. Uh, we might. Yeah, we're, we're going to try to venture up there this week. Kim and Kim uh, really enjoyed it the last time we were up there. So if you uh, want to go to Horizons Bar and Grill, it's very easy to get to off Thomasville Road. At Banner Bannerman Road, it's it's the the uh, development is called Bannerman Crossing, and uh, it's a really just a just a great environment, and especially with the weather right now, you can't. Oh, beat it. Are you kidding? And tell Perfect. them headlines sent you, and they'll give you a free uh like a free sampling of pimento cheese. That's not true. Well, it should be. I mean, you can't just you can't, you can't say just tell people do it. They're gonna they're gonna sure you can. I just, it just happened, guys. Go up to Kyle. Go up to Mike <laughs> or your waiter. And say, look, similar headlines. Corey, me. Corey see said, what their reaction is to that, <laughs> and then say, "Where's my pimento cheese?" Hey, by the way, I'll tell you what. They were so excited to see me up there. Mike gave me a hug, and you know how oh. stoic he is. You know how stoic Ooh. that guy is. He's working. He's a busy man. He's making sure the kitchen's doing their damn job. He still right. came over and gave me a hug. Still came Ooh, over and gave me a hug. That was nice. good times. I feel very welcome there. You will too. All of you guys. You don't have to be famous like me or Corey or Ira. They're going <laughs> to treat you right. They're going to do. You can be a regular right. dude and you, you can guy. be any old guy. You know, you, you, they're still going to treat out. you right. You may not get a hug. You may not get sure. a hug, but they're, they're going to do the right thing. You, by you may not get, get that pimento cheese. You may not get that. You may not get that pimento cheese that Corey just made up. <laughs> Um, uh, Robert wants to know top we three Twitter, by the way, have we moved to Twitter? No, I haven't moved to Twitter. I've done some, tw- I've already done some Twitter questions. Yeah. All right. I've All been, right. I've been going back. Do you have one specifically you want to ask? No, I think no, no. I just uh, okay. want to make sure Corey's Facebook guys don't just dominate the conversation. Uh, okay. So I, I'm trying to, I'm going to skip ahead. Some of these questions suck. Um, mm. I'm going to get some better questions up here. Uh, okay. So. I don't know. Maybe this will be fun if you guys want this. Austin writes, with Top Gun 2 coming out eventually, mm. what other film from the 70s or 80s would you like to see a sequel to? Of course, we'll have to stay in a time period Ira is familiar with, so that's why you wanted to go appreciate with 70s and 80s. Yeah, appreciate, appreciate that. that. Yeah. Uh, Corey, I think you and I have always debated, but we really believe Deer Hunter 2 would really kill. <laughs> oh, that would be incredible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah amazing, just more right? Russian roulette. That would yeah. be fun. Or another That'd huge wedding scene. Opening scene of the movie would be more Russian roulette. Yeah, yeah, and then a huge wedding ends it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was thinking, uh, you know, I, man, I don't know if there's a, did they ever have a break in three? I know they had break in two. They had the boogaloo, but yeah, I don't know that, like, that Turbo and Ozone ever got back together again. And I'd love to know what Turbo and Ozone are up to. Can they still dance? Are they still alive? What, What's well, Kelly tur- doing? Tur- Turbo, I think, is dead. Oh. No. Um, so you uh, can't make another one. The guy that played one of the dudes, who was the dude who danced with the with the uh, sweep with the brush, with the um, the broom, yeah, as it's Turbo. also known. Yeah, that was Turbo. Tur- Turbo's alive. Ozone's Turbo's dead the one that now. did the break dancing on the roof. Yeah, yeah. Ozone's dead. Oh boy, that's tough. Well, then I'm I'm out of ideas. Ira, you got any? Uh, did they ever make a Karate Kid too? I can't remember. They did. Yeah, they made it. And then subsequent <laughs> series after that. Yeah, they've done some Karate Kid stuff here recently. But I, I like where your head's at. I've always thought they should have followed up on First Blood. 
There's a real opportunity there. Yeah, you gone, yeah it's weird. Just Maybe take have the him go John back Rand- to Vietnam. Well, just take the Rambo character, you know, him and the general. I thought they were electric. You could really move on with something. <laughs> it was that weird be, that they that ended Rocky after one. Like, yeah. they yeah. never make what another are we doing? one. That yeah, was I'm sure he would have defended his title for years to come. <laughs> you got like so many opportunities. Waiting to happen. Yeah. Sean writes, will thousands of players be stuck in the portal this year because the NCAA refuses to raise or eliminate the annual class scholarship limit? Got a legitimate question. That feels it's, like Ira's going to answer that one. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. There, there are a ton of kids in the portal. And, uh, yeah, like schools like Florida State are pretty much maxed out. Florida State can bring in, like, one or two more guys. Um, but, they, yeah, they can't bring in as many as would like to come. So, yeah, I think that's going to happen. I think you're going to see – you may you may see players really lower their standards of what they thought, and and that's something we've seen locally. A lot of the FSU guys that have enter, entered the transfer portal have ended up at schools that you cannot imagine they were thinking they were going to when they enter, entered the transfer portal. A lot of Troys, a lot of Georgia Southerns, a lot of schools. So I think you're going to see more of that. Kids realizing there's not room at the at the FBS schools and dropping down to lower levels. Yeah, man. Uh... Ozone did die in December of last year of a I cardiovascular disease. He was 65. You think I was going to make that up? Yeah, you thought I made that up? Adolfo Quinones, uh, also known as Shabadoo. Shabadoo. Yeah, that's a, that's a dead. bummer. He's dead. I told you that. Why'd you look yeah, it you up? Yeah, you nailed it. Sh- you nailed Shab- it. Shabadun. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> grief, Ira. Sorry. I hope. Sorry. I hope Shabadun's family didn't listen to this <laughs> podcast. They're gonna be devastated. Like, I always like these headliner guys. What the hell? Oh, that was tough. That was rough. That hurts. Nathaniel writes, fellas, if you're our opponent's head coach right now, explain to me why you wouldn't just walk Robbie Martin and Matthew Nelson every single at bat. I was really hoping Reese Albert would eventually find himself, but it's starting to seem like he's irreparably cooked. Like a pack of registered sausage on a Saturday afternoon on my Ooh, back. Nice. <laughs> irreparably oh way to go nathaniel you're always good yes our top heavy lineup is beginning to look problematic come postseason even with our solid rotation and bullpen your thoughts yeah i think they think that too i think mike martin jr agrees with you i think he's uh slightly pissed with the way this team is hitting i think he's probably i'll dare say it uh somewhat devastated but i don't know what we do about it and yes i would never pitch to matthew nelson i would always pitch to reese albert if he were still yeah. in the lineup. Um, it's getting to the point I, with Nelson where I, I might walk him with the bases loaded. Yeah. Like, actually, that's only one by run. The way, by the way, the Reese Albert situation, I don't want to harp on this. I mean, that's not Mike Martin Jr.'s fault. I mean, maybe that injured shoulder just never got right, and maybe he's shot, and that's a shame, and it's a career ruined, perhaps. I hope not. But what do you do? I mean, he's never been right since the injury, and they thought he came into the year healthy, and he's god-awful. Yeah, hit 170, whatever, with nothing, nothing, doing nothing, really. The most unfortunate thing about all this, besides the losses, and but it's the fact that Matthew Nelson is having one of the greatest seasons anybody's ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's kind of getting lost in what's wrong with this team. Yeah, he leads the nation in home runs, right, or is is the top two. Uh, He hits a home run every game, apparently, and uh, he's a good catcher, too. Like, I don't know what his draft prospects are, but I can't imagine there's going to be too many catchers drafted ahead of that kid. He's had a bust. Literally, other he's not Buster. Buster's year was just off the charts. But it's the closest thing to Buster they've had since then. It's he's got, crazy. He's got 15 home runs in 29 games. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I love him. He's uh, one of the one of the only reasons besides the starting pitching or pitching in general to watch this team. He's uh, he's fantastic, and and I love that he goes the other way with that power as well. He's uh, he's extraordinary. Bob writes, boys. My question may go way beyond the scope and power of the Great Seminole Headlines podcast. Not possible. Would FSU? I, I agree. Would FSU be able to partner with a minor league franchise or Tallahassee form one for that matter to help fund the new Register Sausage Hauser Stadium? University of Arizona shares their home games with a minor league team. Where would be the best location? Out in Killarney, by the airport, Midtown, or on campus? Well, way back, way back when, out where the Antique Car Museum is, they talked about having a minor league team come in here. Way back when I was in school here, and I really wanted that to happen, and I, I'm told it almost did. Yeah, Devon Moore. Yeah, yeah. Devon Moore really wanted to do it, and I, I don't know why. I mean, I know that he's constantly frustrated with, you know, city and county powers that be in terms of like taxes and all the different things that go into and, and getting support. I know I always heard that Florida state wasn't a big fan of it because of what it would have, it might do to the baseball program, but to his idea of somehow making it a symbiotic it. relationship would be, you would think maybe a way to do it, but. I'll tell you this. Uh, I I've heard from coaches that one of the things you can definitely do when you're strapped for cash is, you know, you just turn that into, and I'll use this as an example. Whoever I'm assuming, um, Comcast, Xfinity, or whatever is the cable provider at Florida State. Well, if that's the case, I mean, you make a deal where that's in all the dorm rooms and you turn that stadium into Xfinity Stadium. I mean, that, that's how you get it funded. There you go. That it becomes one giant advertisement. They do that at other lo- locations. Other schools have done that, partnered with major uh, advertisers. Turn it into, uh, maybe you can make yeah. it the ACC Network Stadium. <laughs> yeah, once it's here in Tally. You can turn it into yeah, the ACC exactly. Network Stadium. Yeah. yeah. So next year, boys, we're building a new one. Here we go. Wait. Can't wait. Kick ass. State of the art. We'll come back. Wrap it up momentarily. Seminal Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminal Headlines returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio. All right. Now, Ira, now you get your Twitter questions, buddy. Uh, I've, I've screwed the people. I've screwed the people long enough. Uh, Sean writes, will Gray and Balsa regret their decision to go pro? Fair enough. We'll see. I wouldn't think either way. I don't know. Raekwon could have made made some money if he came back and, and showed he could shoot consistently from the three and gotten a little bit better shape, but I don't know, man. It seemed like they're ready to go, and if they are, they are. You just wish them well. Corey writes, what's the best meal that you can make, us individually, that we are capable of making? Oh, that's a good question. I can make uh, an omelet. Is that a meal? That counts as a meal. It right? is. That's a. De- uh, it's a good meal. Like yeah. a good omelet. Oh yeah, buddy. I put uh, cheese. Cheese is the key, Ira. You just put as much cheese as you need in there. You just throw oh, I, I agree with throw that. it in there. Dice up some tomatoes. You throw a little spinach in there. Oh, oh are you yeah. Kidding me? Get out the mushrooms. Yeah. What about you, about Ira? It. I mean, I feel like this is cheating, but grilling steaks. I mean, I, I knew just, you were going to say that. I, I knew mean, you were going to say that. Come on, man. Don't what? be so predictable. I Surely mean, you can do something other than grill a steak. Any dumbass can grill a steak. Oh yeah. man. Something uh, like make an omelet. I can make omelets. No, I okay. definitely make omelets. I make omelets for Kim all the time. Um, I'm going to say, I'm trying to think of a good dinner that I can make. I used to make this thing. A lot of, I mean, I used to make a good chicken. One thing that we make that I like is it's called uh, smashed potato. We stole it from okay. a restaurant where you take a baked potato, you grill some chicken, you grill a bunch of vegetables, peppers, and onions, and all nice. that. You put that and the chicken on top of the potato, and you squish it all down into a. It's called smashed potato. It's damn good. 
It's not, I, not the fanciest thing in the go. world. Yeah, it's really it's good. fine, man. There you can do without the potato, but whatever. No, no, no. The potato's uh, key. Good job, Ira. That's the way to bounce back. I was really worried about you there for a while. I really don't make much of anything. I can make most any pasta dish, and then I throw different things in it. I also have become really good at seafood since you guys know I'm a seafood guy. Between my seasoning different methods of cooking, whether it be crab legs or shrimp or really any fish fillet, I, can, I, I got that for you. That's what I can do. I, okay. can even I can even stuff lump crab in fish and make it, guys. It's really, really good. Oh, that sounds good. Awesome. Yeah. I'm waiting for the invite. Yeah. Christopher writes, will a star wide receiver please stand up? If so, who is it? Uh, or, and I like this, he wrote, since you started with Eminem lyrics, or can that Georgia defensive end single-handedly make the whole defense better? Are there examples from other teams where a star at a key position created the rising tide lifts all boats effect? I think he can make the defense – consistent pass rush is going to make the secondary better yes. for sure. And uh, it should make the defensive line better because they have well, – there's one guy on the team that has to get constant attention. Um, so you'd hope they could beat someone on ones occasionally. So, yeah, I think I think one guy – it's like a point guard, right? One point guard can make a basketball team better. He can't win it. He's not – Jermaine Johnson's not going to turn them into a top 10 defense. But, by God, they could be top 100. He could turn I'd, them into a top hundred defense this year, which is something they weren't aim, last year. Aim high, yeah, uh, yeah. You the know, top hundred. I think you know, man. Any star player, a star player, if he's a good leader, which this kid is, can definitely improve other guys it, it can, in in a lot of different ways. How, the, how accountable they are, how they work, uh, how they approach what they do, and and also the morale. So I think he can. Um, as far as a receiver goes, you have to like Malik McLean. Um, I mean, I think he showed us more in the spring than probably really any of the veterans probably have. Um, so, but I don't know that he's going to be a star in year one. Um, so maybe the Andrew Parchman kid when he shows up from Kansas, but uh, that position's just, you don't, you don't see the kind of playmakers overall that you need to see. I think Parchman. I got a nickname for Andrew Parchment. What right. you, tell me what you think. Parchment Funkadelic. That's, that's not bad. It's a bit of a reach, but it's not terrible. Not terrible, right? It's better than what yeah. anyone he's ever had before. I can promise you that because nobody pays attention to Kansas football. So he's parchment funkadelic unless somebody can come up with something better. T-Money Knowles writes, now that Balsa, Calhoun, Gray, Barnes, Walker, assuming he will, have declared for the draft, how has that changed your expectations for next year? Are we an NIT or NCAA tournament team? T-Money, we're an NCAA tournament team. They're still really good, and they're going to bring in good players. But yeah. – um, also, I think Calhoun will be back, don't we? Kind of yeah, I mean, that would be that. weird if he stayed in the draft. But who knows, man? Who knows anymore? Um, he, I will he, say, if, if he if but if he doesn't go in the draft, there's a chance he may not come back here. I mean, they may have they may fill that spot, and we'll, yeah, we'll so see how it, it's hard to say because we don't know what the roster is. It's it's a new day, man. We we won't know the roster of this basketball team for I don't know a month, a couple months, because there are other pieces they're going to be adding here because that's the way it's just free agency now. Before I get to Greg's question, I just want to note, Ira, your hair looks spectacular today, buddy. That's yeah. what you do right there. No. It looks good. So I, I mean was that. literally. I, I mean was, that. No, no, no. That's not what I, I do. do. The it's poofy not what I white, do. it looks good. You so, don't, don't slick it back so much. I oh, like it. Oh, you're crazy. You're crazy. I was about to hop in the – I look like Christopher Lloyd or something. I was about to, I hop, in the, I was about to hop in the shower and uh, slather it with some gel at 11 – about a half hour before we did this. But I got a, a phone call, so I, I was uh, occupied. I couldn't. Uh, you know, Corey, don't you think now that Ira now, now that Ira edges towards sixty, 
He should just go with the Christopher huh. Lloyd crazy hair. He should I like it a lot. It reminds me of uh, going old, old school, but there was a there was a, one of the villains in Running Man. You remember that Arnold Schwarzenegger Oh, movie? yeah, 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 good it movie. It looks like one of them, and I can't remember who, but that's what I'm trying to look up. One of the guys like who tries it. to kill Arnold Schwarzenegger. Was he, was he 50? Because clearly he was nowhere near 60. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Greg Correct. writes, what do you have to see out of FSU football to think in December? Man, that was a fun season. That's a good question. If that happens, like, I mean, just imagine how different everything in Tallahassee will be. I mean, if, if it's a fun football season. Um, but, I, you know, I think, I think they have to get good quarterback play and the, decent ha- the defense has to be so- decent. If the defense is decent and the quarterback play produces a fun offense, then whether it's seven wins or nine wins or six wins, I think you'll feel like it was a fun season, right? Yeah, I think the yeah, yeah I, and it certainly can't be. You wouldn't think it'd be any more painful than last year, but I yeah, I think you you can't go just by wins because you're not going to win a ton of games. But yeah, if it if it look if you have some shootouts, if you win a game forty to thirty seven, or even lose a couple that way, but you compete and your offense is putting up points and scoring touchdowns, yeah, that's fun. Yeah, have fun. you know what? That sounds like something that's fun to watch again. Um, just kind of sitting there thinking that you're in every game, that you have a fighting chance against the vast majority of the teams you play, knowing that you're moving in the right direction and that soon you'll get those kids to push you over the hump. That's the way Florida State used to be when I was a kid, and my dad started taking me to games. Uh, all the, I know it's the same for you, Corey. Like, you go back 79, 80, 81, like – you know, that was a program on the rise, and there would be games you lost because you weren't there yet. You just didn't quite have the horses. But, man, they were in wild shootouts with teams like East Carolina and all that. It used to happen all the time. That was a fun yeah, program and a absolutely. fun team. And you knew you were on the precipice of something. Well, let me let me ask you guys this, because especially because you guys are baseball fans, I think the mentality of in, in, in your markets particularly also as well, you've had teams where you had young, talented teams and you and you you thought the future was going to be bright before you realized and you became jaded, Jeff, that the Pirates were just going to yeah. sell all yeah. their players away. But yeah. but when you're in that process and you 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 like the talent, and you like the direction, can you enjoy that even with the losses? And is there any chance Florida State yeah. fans could take that approach right now? I think people did that with the 2010 team, knowing that the 2000. And we had a question about that on Twitter that I'm just going to kind of use here and. Like 2009, they couldn't get stops. Everybody knew that. It was, you know, you're trying to rebuild everything. By 2010, you started to go, okay, I, I see where this is starting to go. They're not even close, but they're, you know, I see light at the end of the tunnel. You began to realize and that some of those kids would be along for the ride when you got good again. Certainly there were kids but that, that were still on the team in 2012 right. and 2013. So, yeah, man, I, I think, yeah, I think that's what this year has to be. I mean, it's not going to be a 10-win team. So if it's a team that's fun, plays together, plays hard, fights even in their losses, they look cohesive, they're coordinated on defense, they do enough on offense with imagination and the tools they have, and they go out and win seven, eight games, should be. I think most Florida State fans would be very pleased with that. Corey, did you, did you ever find the guy? <clears throat> yeah, can you see that? Oh, yeah, there he is. All right. He was, he was, not, he was not great for the saw. listener. I know, but he was Buzzsaw in the Running Man. A Gus Gus Reth switch. His, so his hair. That, that's his what. Hair. If anybody wants to know, because we don't do these on camera. Although we might change that. Let's let's yeah. just monetize as much as possible. His his but, hair uh, his hair is significantly grayer than mine, though. No, it's blonde. It's, 
blonde. Well, and it's it's also thicker than yours, Ira. It's, so let's not be nitpicky. Yeah, I didn't want to say that. I thought that's what, <laughs> I thought that's what you were going to say. Not. Right <laughs> oh man. Okay. Matt writes, all of you have said at one point or another that the 21 team is nowhere close to the 13 team, as any rational fan should expect. My question is, do you think this team could be at the same level as the 2010 team? There's that question. Underappreciated by very in, but a very influential part of FSU's history. Could be. I don't know. That It'll be interesting to see. I, I, I guess another way of looking at this team is what would disappoint you? Because we talk all the time about what, you would, what would make you happy. Based on what we just saw in this spring and what we think they're going, we do think they're well coached. What would really disappoint you? Besides the obvious, Corey, don't say two and ten. I mean, obviously, like what what would disappoint you? No, I, I think uh, I was going to say uh, be an embarrassment on defense again would would be a disappointment. Um, it, it offense wasn't much better. I just think, and maybe we should give the benefit of the doubt to these guys, but I just think we know or we think that the offense will find ways to score um, and put up points. It's just the defense. It, it has to look better. It has to look competent. Again, getting the top hundred, baby yeah. steps. Yeah, I was gonna say if especially on defense, but really the entire team, but especially on defense, I felt like this spring you could tell, and Jeff, you touched on this from your experience being a coach and being around the program. It 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 felt like it feels like these guys are all bought in. And 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 so it really feels genuine. You see the kids seem to be responding to Adam Fuller and all that. If you get in the games next season, there were times last season where I could watch them on the sideline. The Miami game was the first sign to me. Uh, I mean, Georgia Tech was an ugly loss, but the Miami game, I remember watching Adam Fuller talking to some of those guys on defense on the sideline, and there was just nothing there. I mean, he's saying words, and they're looking at him, but <laughs> yeah. there's just no connection. They're not. And so if if you see signs of that again this fall where not just the play bad, but you, you could just tell they're not connected, that would be a really bad sign. I don't think it would happen on the offense. You'd like to think it's not going to happen on the defense, but if it does, that that would be real concerning. Yeah, it'd be devastating. I would be um, I'd be crushed if that were to happen. But I don't. I just don't think that's going to happen. I think they're bought right. in. They may not be good, but I, I I think they're bought in. I agree. Hey, for Corey for Corey Clark and Ira Chappelle, I'm Jeff Cameron. Thanks to all of you for listening. All our headliner questions. And uh, again, be well, be safe. We'll talk to you again in a week. Take care. Seminal headlines on 97.9 ESPN Radio. Get more from Jeff, Corey, and Ira via iTunes and in the 97.9 ESPN Radio Audio Vault. This has been a production of 97.9 ESPN Radio, Tallahassee Sports Monster.